0: I'll tell you what, it's so good to see all of you again. It seems, man, it just just seems like it's been a while, and it has been a while. It's been three months. That's unbelievable. In some ways, it went by really quickly. I mean, it just went by so fast. In other ways, it just seems like it was forever. I can tell you this, we missed you guys. You know, ministry, when, when you're a pastor, it, like what we do, this isn't a thing like work. You know, like you come to work. No, this is our life. And so, I went away on sabbatical, we went away on sabbatical, and we're not supposed to contact the church, the church isn't supposed to contact us, I'm not supposed to watch the church services online, I'm supposed to be away, so I can, can focus on other things, and, I, and I'll tell you about some of those things in a moment. But it was, it was like you just go away, and then one morning you wake up and it's crickets. <laughs> and you're trying to figure out, what do I do, what do I, what do, I do, what do we do? And, uh, but we, and someone asked me this morning, goes, what was it like— having to live with Nancy all day long, every day for three months. It, <laughs> that was my daughter, do you know what she said? She said she had to live with you. So, but listen, here's the deal. It was incredible. We, we had a great time. Matter of fact, Thursday, this past week, we celebrated 43 years of marriage. So, so that was great. So we, it was great. So anyway, I want to just, you know, it's Thanksgiving, we're coming back, and, and here we are coming into the church on Thanksgiving, like right in Thanksgiving week, and so I started thinking about things that I'm thankful for, things that we're thankful for, and that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to share some things with you that we're thankful for, and then I want to talk to you about some things and go to the Word of God, and we're going to be moving around. You know, usually I sort of stick with a place in the Bible, I'm going to move around a little bit, and we're going to talk about some things we can all be thankful for this morning, but for us I just want to tell you that we're thankful for you. You know, it's amazing that you give us the opportunity to go away on sabbatical. You know, in our bylaws of our church, it says that every seven years, uh, we're supposed to take, the pastors are supposed to take a sabbatical. I've not done that ever in, in 20 years. And I, I kept saying, no, I can't do that. Oh, I'm just uncomfortable with that. I'm uncomfortable. Well, now we have some other pastors that, that it's time for them to take a sabbatical. And I sort of had to do that. And, and, and so, Danny said, Ed, you need to do it. And, you, you know, you really need to do it. And I did it. And I'm so Thankful that we did it because it was really a time of rest. I want you to know that while I had been writing a book and I'd been messing around with this thing for a while, so the book is now at the editor and hopefully in January or February because of sabbatical, it's going to be, be out. I actually will have a book. And uh, now, now, listen, I, I'm just going to tell you, I, I'm not, I, I don't, it's probably not going to be a best, it, well, it'll be a bestseller here at Heartland, hopefully, but, but, it, but it won't be a best, maybe not be a bestseller, but I wrote a book. I, I'm going to tell that's hard, and I, I did it. And I have started another one, actually. And uh, so, that was one of the things we got accomplished while we were there. We, we really got a lot of rest. I, I want to tell you, it really started weird. I don't know if you know this. Some of you know this. But um, my mother had leukemia, and uh, she had been b- battling that for a while, but she was on a, a regime of chemotherapy that was sort of a maintenance regime. She was doing pretty good. She was 84 years old. And uh, we, I preached on August the 15th, and, um, and uh, she got COVID, and she died on August the 22nd. And uh, so, our sabbatical started kind of weird, because we were, so, it was all tense, you know. She seemed to be getting better, then she didn't get better, and then, you know, and one thing led to another, and then ultimately her life, her life, my mom's life ended. And, um, and so, that was a, a sort of a sad start to the sabbatical. Then she died on August 22nd. On August 23rd, uh, I turned 65, so I got my Medicare card. <laughs> just want you to know. I'm, I'm one of you, you know, for all you young people out there, you're going, oh, that's like really sad. No, it's not. It's really something to look forward to. I just want you to know, it's it's great and uh, it's cheap. Okay, and um. <laughs> and, and then uh, we, you know, we got through all, through the sabbatical, we were up in the mountains, we have a little cabin up there, we stayed up there for a month, just, I'm doing this real quick, but we stayed up there for one, over one month up there at the cabin, and, and uh, we had family and friends come in to visit us, but it was really cool because uh, our daughter Lauren, who made the announcements just a little bit earlier, uh, Lauren uh, and her family came up, but Lauren's in-laws, Chuck and Nancy Young, they were up there, and they stayed almost the whole month too, and our cabins are like, just like a couple doors away from each other, so got to spend a lot of time with them. We got to conspire against our kids. It was really pretty cool. And so uh we, we had a good time and just had family up there and friends. But then uh then it, just as our sabbatical started with my mom passing away, um Nancy's first cousin who is like a sister to Nancy uh died last week. And so I had to do her funeral this week. So we had bookend our sabbatical with the death of people that we love. And uh and it was tough. Uh, I did my mom's service, that was tough. I did uh, Brenda's service, She had one. In, uh, I did one up in the panhandle and one down here yesterday, and it was tough. But, but here's the deal, I'm thankful, and you're gonna hear, we're gonna hear this in the sermon today, I, I'm so thankful that my mother and that Brenda both had a relationship with Jesus. And so as much as it saddens us and as much as we've grieved over those things, we have hope and joy in knowing that we just have a break. And we get to spend eternity with them. Isn't that great? Same for you. We're going to talk about that in a little bit uh, about our lives and what we have to be thankful for. But I'm thankful for you allowing us to do this and putting up with us. And also, while we were going, ministry kept happening. Matter of fact, I want to say, tell you something that's coming up in... Um, uh, December the 5th, uh, remember Josh and Lacey Comus, the couple we're planting the church over, helping plant the church in Bradenton, Sarasota. Josh and Lacey are going to come back, and that afternoon at 2 o'clock, we're going to have them here, and they're going to be telling you what's going on, if you want to come back, if you and, and, and recruiting people to help them in different ways. You can pray for them, you can help them financially, you can help them by going and being a part of their ministry, whatever it is, but they're going to be here, and we're really excited about that, and I really hope that you'll be a part of that, because, you know, we we we. we exist to love Jesus and love each other and to love our world, and this is how we're loving our world. We're spreading the Gospel to Bradenton and Sarasota. Uh, I'm also thankful for a great staff. Uh, I'm excited. You know, while we were away, um, you know, I did not listen to the sermons online because I wasn't supposed to. I looked at other churches, I did stuff with other churches, but not, not Heartland. But I've heard so many great things. They did a great job, those guys, didn't they not? They did a magnificent job. And uh, you know, it's like a football team. There's depth in the bench. You know, these these guys are serious men of God. They love Jesus and they can preach. And uh, that is a wonderful thing to know that we have people like that on our staff and the rest of the staff. They did an amazing job keeping things together. And uh, everybody was telling me about what a great job they did. I'm also thankful to be back. I'm just glad to be here. Uh, We missed you guys terribly. As I said earlier, this is our life and and we missed it a lot. And uh, we love all of you guys. And it was a little weird, quite frankly, being away so long. It was weird walking in here this morning. Uh, Just to be honest, it was weird. Uh, this morning, getting up, getting ready for church, and and uh, you know, and I'm I'm going, oh, this, this is just weird, and and uh, and so, but 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 it's it didn't sound when, when I started preaching, it was like, okay, I'm back into this is the deal right here, okay, it's all good. I'm thankful to be get to preach today. I haven't done this in, in a while. I did a couple of funeral services. That's not the same thing. So, but today I want to I do want to uh, share God's word with you, and I want to talk to you today about being thankful. I want to, this is, you know, Thanksgiving's, can you believe Thanksgiving's Thursday? I mean, is this year just like blown by? Uh, you know, it's one of the ironies of life, it's one of, the, it's one of the things I want to have a discussion with God about when I get up there, is why does time pass so fast the older you get? See, like the older you get, the quicker the time goes, goes by. It should slow down when you get old, I don't know. Or maybe he's being gracious, he says, you guys ache too much, you got too many aches and pains. I don't want you to hang around too long, this go by quick. So, I don't know. But anyway, what am I thankful for? What, are you, what can you be thankful for? Now, I frame this today in things that I'm thankful for. But these are things that all of us can be thankful for, okay? Every single one of us. And, and these are things that as really as we were on sabbatical and as I got to spend some time in prayer and you know we were up in the mountains so I got to go out in the woods a little bit and different things and as I thought about things and as I prayed and and things got quiet and sort of all the chatter from all the stuff that goes on just went away and and all of a sudden you find yourself thinking deeply about stuff and and, and as I thought about stuff and I thought about when I was going to come back and I thought about Thanksgiving is going to be here what am I thankful for? Well here's some things I'm thankful for and I want to share them through Scripture and because they're things that I hope you can be thankful for as well. Number one is this, I am so thankful for God's grace in my life. I am so thankful for God's grace. Ephesians 2.8 says, for by grace, you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God. Grace is everything that God does for us, you know, that, that we really don't deserve. It's, it's when God does things that for us that we need Him to do instead of what we deserve for Him to do to us and for us. And, and you know, so grace is that thing. And, and, and it's something I'm so thankful for. Can you imagine for a moment, just think for a moment, if God started giving us what we really, truly, genuinely deserve. What, what if God, you know, God just read your thoughts, He looked into your heart your thought life. He looked into your real motives and your real intentions for all the things that you do. And and based on what he saw, he gave you what you deserved. Yeah. Everybody here should have moaned just now. Oh, you know, I'm so thankful for his grace. Now, if you've ever wondered, well, what what does that entail? I mean, what does his grace really do for me? Well, let me just read you, right out of His Word, a, a passage, a psalm, if you, it's a psalm, and, and I'm gonna read it, and it tells you some of the things that God's grace does for you and me. Listen to this, Psalm 103. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Okay, there's His grace, His benefits for you and me, the grace He bestows on us. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will He keep His anger forever. And this verse, I think, sort of says it in a nutshell. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities, because He has grace. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His steadfast love towards those who fear Him. Now you ought to take that verse and write it down as a reference and you ought to go back and read it because he's done all of these things for you and me and we don't deserve those things. I mean, think about it, he saved us from our sins. He heals us from our diseases. He he takes care of us, he watches over us. He doesn't hold our sin against us even though we don't deserve it. I'm thankful for God's grace in my life. Are you thankful for his grace? What an amazing, you know, the song, Amazing Grace. It is amazing that God would lavish us with His grace and His mercy. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm also thankful for, and I thought about this a lot. I'm really thankful for God's plan for my life. I'm really, are you, aren't you glad that God has a plan for your life? That, that you know, life is not an accident. It doesn't happen just haphazardly. Life isn't an accident. You are here, you're on this planet, you're taking up space on planet Earth for a reason. Now the reason, the ultimate reason is to bring glory to God in all the things that we do. But from eternity past, the Bible tells us, God planned you. Your parents may have said they planned you, but but God planned you. Okay, and, uh, and God, God wanted you to be here, God created you with the, the, the passions you have, the personality you have, uh, the, the experiences you have, with the resources you have, the giftedness you have. God gave you all those things because he planned you. Psalm 139, 16 says, you saw, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book, listen to this, in your book, in God's book, were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Before you ever showed up on the scene, God already had a plan for your life. God planned for you to be here. You're not here by accident. I don't care how you came here. You know, you could be the product of a rape and say, well, that wasn't, let me tell you something. God planned for you to be here. You matter to Him. You're important to Him. He loves you. And your life has significance and your life has meaning because you're created in the image of Almighty God. And he has a good plan. Listen to this, Ephesians 1.11. It says, in him, in Jesus, we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Now, I'm gonna read this to you out of the message. Now, the message is a paraphrase of the Bible. I wouldn't use it as my everyday Bible. You can have it as something you read along with it, but but, but it's because it's one guy, Eugene Peterson, who paraphrased the Bible. But listen to this. I think it says it well. He says, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, He had eyes on us. He had designs on us for glorious living. Man, from eternity past, God has had designs on us for glorious living. Jeremiah 29 11, you're familiar with the verse. Now this is written to the nation of Israel. Some people say, well, that doesn't really apply. Yes, it does apply to us because we're told in Scripture that if we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we're grafted into Abraham's family, we're part of his seed. And so these verses are for him. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. God has plans for your life. He's got plans for my life. And we should be thankful for those plans. And we should embrace his plan. Because I'm going to tell you what I've experienced in life. And, you know, um, now that I'm an old person. I have a Medicare card. I'm old. Okay, now that I've, now that I've got that card, let me tell you what something, something I've learned. When you opt out of God's plan, you're just asking for trouble. I've seen it all throughout my life. And there've been times in my life when I've opted out of God's plan. It's never turned out well. And probably you're sitting here going, well, you're right, because it's happened to you. So when we align our lives with God and the plan that He has for us, life works. Aren't you grateful? Aren't you thankful for God's plan for your life? The more you grow and discover God's plan for your life, the more you will live your life to your fullest potential. The more you will bring God glory and fulfill your purpose for being on planet earth, the more you align your life with his plan. God says, I've got good plans for you. And I'm thankful for the plans that God has for my life. I'm so thankful for his grace, but I'm thankful for the plans. I'm also thankful that God has prepared a home for me. Now this, is, this really has hit home over the course of this time. I've been away because I buried my mom. I did a funeral service for my mother. And I did one for a, a, a cousin that was more like a sister than a cousin. And, and, I, and I've done two funerals and, and, and I've, you know, you sit and you reflect and, on these people that you love. I've never lost a parent until I lost my mom. And, and I know many of you have. And, and, and you know what that feels like. But, but it's, it's almost like a hopeless feeling. It's like, how can this person be gone? But here's the deal. It's not hopeless because God has promised me if I have a relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ, that I get eternity in heaven. My mother had a relationship with Jesus. She's just on a sabbatical right now. I'm going to be with her for all eternity, right? And I'm gonna be with Brenda for all eternity, our cousin. So I'm I'm just telling you that I'm so thankful for the home that God has prepared for us in heaven. Second Corinthians 5, one says, for we know that if the tent that is our earthly home, that's our bodies, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. We have heaven waiting for us. That's the greatest thing we have to look forward to is spending our eternity with God in heaven. And, and it's, it's amazing. He says, "Remember, you know this verse, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus, this world isn't all there is. You know, you're, you're gonna spend your eternity somewhere. It's either gonna be in hell or it's gonna be in heaven. And if you put your faith and trust in Jesus, you get to spend your eternity with God in heaven, with all those people that have gone before, that have put their faith and trust in, in Jesus Christ. That's incredible that we get that gift, isn't it? And listen to this, this is one of my favorite passages in all the scripture. First Peter one, four through six, it just explains sal- what salvation does for us and what we get, it just, it's great, listen to this. Okay, God has saved us to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you for you, who by God's power are being guarded through a faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. You know what that verse says? It says that if you have a, a, your relationship with Jesus, that heaven is guaranteed. You're going to go there, and you're going to spend your eternity there, even though if now you're grieved by trials. All of us have different kind of trials. We all go through things in our life, things that are unexpected, things that are unexpected, things we never thought would happen. We go through through those things. And maybe they're a trial, and maybe they're difficult. Maybe you're getting a little bit older, and your joints are aching just a little bit. Or or, or maybe you've got some disease, or maybe there's some family thing that's going on. Maybe there's something that you're going through. But here's the deal. God has saved us to an inheritance. There's going to come a day when you're going to step into a place where there's not going to be any more pain, any more hurting, any more financial problems, any more stress, any more deceit, any more hurt, harm. There's not going to be any of that stuff, you're going to walk on streets of gold, spend your eternity with Almighty God in heaven, and if you can't be thankful for that, well, if that didn't light your fire, your wood's wet. Right? I mean, think about that. I mean, I don't know about you, the longer I go on in life, the more stuff I'm going, ah, ooh, good grief. And I just keep thinking, boy, one day, I get the last laugh. One day, I get the last laugh. And another thing I'm thankful for are the changes that God is making in me every single day. That's another thing. You know, off of the sabbatical, God changed me. You know, when I, I church is part of my life. It's, it's, we, we do this all the time. I, you know, I don't know how it is for, uh, it's been so long, so I've been a pastor for so long now. You know, I, I don't know if you can leave and kind of not be a part of your life when you go to, out into your life. But for us, every day, Heartland is our life. Church is our life. It's all about God. It's all about this. I mean, and, and, when, and when, when you walk away and it gets real quiet and I'm not, I'm not, I don't see your faces. I love you guys to death and Nancy loves you guys to death and we don't see your faces. We're not hearing your voices. And all, now we do, we did get lots of texts and thanks to, I think Danny reminded you, but we got lots of texts and lots of emails and lots of cards. And I'm going to tell you, we, th- that was it was so encouraging. You turn on your email, and you have 900 emails. And, uh, and, and, and every email is going, we just love you to death. Boy, I just like that. That was pretty good. Y'all can just keep on doing it. I mean, it was, it was pretty good. But we really enjoyed that. And, and, but, but to be away and to, for, for everything to get really quiet, and you really think, think deeply about stuff, man, you know, I realize that, that even through a sabbatical, God's changing me. And, and even though I've been a pastor for 20 years, God's still changing me. You know what God's doing with you? He's changing you every day. If you make him your priority, he's growing you every day. The Holy Spirit's working in you every day to make you more like Jesus Christ. And if you'll allow him and you'll invite him in, he will do that. It's pretty incredible. He's making changes Philippians 2.13 says, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. If you're a believer and you're putting forth the effort to grow in your relationship with Christ, you're changing every day. I'm not the same person I was three months ago when I left. I've had some real serious talks with God. And, and, and there's areas of my life where I need to shore some things up and all that. And, and, and it's the same with you if you make God your priority. Put, your, put forth an effort to, to worship Him and to love Him and to live your life for Him. He's at work in your life. You may not sense it sometimes, but He's at work in your life. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, and we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed, we're being changed, we're being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Listen to this verse in uh, in the Living Bible. It says, but we Christians have no veil over our faces. We can be mirrors that brightly reflect the glory of the Lord. And as the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like Him. We're being changed every day. Aren't you glad or aren't you thankful for the changes that God is making in you? I mean, there's so many of you that I've known for a long time and I've watched God make changes in you. I've watched you grow in your relationship with Christ. The Holy Spirit is at work in you. He's at work in all of us, making positive changes in our lives. And uh, God sees, and this is the great thing. You know why he's making all these changes? He's got his plan, right? And he's making all these changes, and here's why. Because God sees potential in you. He sees potential in you that you don't even see in yourself. He can see the future, you can't. He knows what you're capable of. He knows what you can do for his kingdom. He knows how you can bring him glory. And he sees that potential in you. And so he's making changes in you. He wants you to become everything that you can be for him. He wants you to become the best version of yourself that he's created you to be. That's what he wants. And when you commit your life to him, he will make changes in you that you can't even make yourself. That's what he can do for you. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the changes he's always making in me and in my family, in our lives, in your lives, in our church. He's constantly working and constantly making changes. So here's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about those things. I want you to think about this. Write them down. Think about the grace that God has shown you. How much grace has He shown you? What has He done in you? you, Does He really give you what you deserve? Or does He give you a whole lot more and a lot better than you deserve? I know in my life, He gives me a whole lot better than I deserve. And his grace is amazing. And then what about the plan that He's got for you? Have you ever wondered what His plan was? Have you prayed? Well, you know, we obviously are, the big plan is for us to bring Him glory. But what does He want you to do with your life? What does He, what, does He want you to get involved in something? Does He want you to serve somewhere? Does He want you to, to you know, be generous? Does He want you to use your talents and time for Him? What, what does He want you to do? What's His plan for you? So often we we let our own plans and the things that come along and the things that we want and our desires get in the way of what God wants for us. And we sort of push God to the side and we want to do our own thing. Listen, when you do that, you're never going to live to your full potential. You're never going to be blessed the way God wants to bless you. You're never going to experience the thing God wants you to experience because he wants to work in you. He has a plan for you. What's his plan for you? Think about that. Write that down. Pray about it. Talk to him about it. What about the home that he has for you? Aren't you, aren't you grateful for that? Thank him for heaven. Thank him that one day all the mess that you go through on this planet will be over and you will be with him in heaven for eternity. And what about the changes he's making? Is he making changes in you? Uh, you, can you can, are you at a different place today in your relationship with Jesus that you were a year ago? I mean, we've, we're almost at a year end. We're coming, can you believe that? Christmas is coming up pretty soon. Thanksgiving, and then Christmas, it'll be here before you know it. Then a new year's going to come in. Are you, are you further down the road in your walk with Jesus than you were a year ago? Is he making changes in you? If he's not making changes in you, it's not because he doesn't want to make the change. It's because you're not allowing him to make the change. It's square on our shoulders. It's not on his. He hasn't gone anywhere. He's right where he's always been. We're the people that scoot off. And so we need to make sure, what about that? Pray about that. Ask him about it. And let me ask you this question. What else are you thankful for? I mean, these are just a couple of things. I don't have time to go into a big thing, so we're going to wrap it all up. But, but here's the deal. I'm thankful for these things. I hope that you're thankful for these things. But what else are you thankful for? I bet all of us have things to be thankful for. And, and let, me, let, me, let me just, I'm going to give you a little challenge here, okay? I don't know how you, your Thanksgiving looks at your house. I, I, I don't know how that works. You know what, do, do, do this exercise. This Thanksgiving, I know getting together with everybody's fun and just, eating's fun. I just like to eat. Eating's fun, isn't it? Isn't it? I had a friend tell me one time, what's, got, what's hungry? being hungry got to do with eating, right? I just like to eat. And, and so Thanksgiving's a great day for me. But you know, you can get all wrapped up in the eating. You can get wrapped up in the football games that day. You can get wrapped up visiting relatives you hadn't seen in a while. But while everybody's together, there's probably a chance that there are some people that are gonna be with you that don't know anything about Jesus or don't wanna have anything to do with him or whatever. But you can take some time and say, you know what, while we're all sitting here, while we've all got our plates, while we're ready to sit here, why don't we do this? Let's just all say one thing we're thankful for. Let's just share something that we're thankful for. What if you did that this year? It'd be incredible, wouldn't it? And it'd be an opportunity for you if you're a believer to say, I'm so thankful Jesus saved me. Hey, they may not hear that from anybody else but you'll get an opportunity to witness to somebody and tell them about Jesus. And that's what it's all about. So hopefully you'll do that. I hope that you will. And there's one more big thing, one more thing, and I'm gonna be quiet, but there's one more thing that I just wanna tell you that I am so grateful for. As I was thinking about what I'm thankful for, really in my life, and I sat and it was quiet. You know, again, it was quiet. I was in the woods, you know, and it's quiet. What am I most thankful for? Above anything else in my life, I am so thankful that Jesus saved me. Amen. Amen. So thankful that because that me, a sinner, unworthy, that he sent his son to die on a cross so that I could put my faith in him and I could be forgiven of my sins and I could have all those things I talked to you about today to be thankful for. Maybe you're here today and maybe as I was talking about all this, you were thinking, Ed, I wish I could be thankful. Let me just tell you something. You can walk out of this place today thankful. You can pray and you can ask Christ to come into your life and he can save you just like he did me. And and then he can pour out his grace on you. His plan for your life can begin to unfold. You will know that you have heaven waiting and you can begin to grow even today you put your faith and trust in Him. The Bible says if we will confess with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord, and if we will believe in our hearts that God raised Him from the dead, we can be saved. So right now, what I'm gonna do is give you that opportunity, and here's how I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray a prayer of salvation today, and I'm gonna invite you to pray with me if you don't have a relationship with Christ. Now, this has to come from your heart. This isn't a magic bullet or wine that I'm waving over you or anything. This is a sincere, genuine prayer from your heart, but you pray with me right now. Just pray. Say, Jesus... I am a sinner. But God, today I want to be forgiven of my sins. So God, right now I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. I I repent of my sins. I'm sorry for them and I'm asking you to forgive me and I'm gonna turn and I'm gonna move my life in your direction, into a new direction. So right now I'm asking you to come into my life, to change my life change my heart save me in Jesus name amen if you prayed that prayer today and you were genuine you were sincere we have the promise of almighty God in his word that says he will save you and if you made that decision today I don't want you to just hold that inside to yourself we want to help you. That's what we do. You know, we love Jesus. We love each other, right? That's part of our mission and we love the world. And, and so here's the deal. We want to help you. So in a moment, we're going to sing. And as we're led in this song, beautiful song, we all stand up and we're going to sing. If you made that decision today, would you just slip out and go to the back? And we have people back there with lanyards on or prayer team and t-shirts. And they will talk to you about your decision. They can answer questions for you. They can pray for you, with you you do that for me maybe you're here today and you're a believer maybe you have placed your faith and trust in Christ but as I talked about thankfulness today you realize that Christ really hasn't been your priority you sort of pushed him away and and you don't have a whole lot to be thankful for maybe well today you can recommit your life to Christ maybe you need to talk to someone pray with someone as well so that invitation is for you as well perhaps there's someone you know needs prayer and you just want us to pray for them as a church if you'll, at that time, slip out and go to one of these crosses and take one of the little pieces of paper and just pin a prayer request up to the cross, we'll pray for those folks in our staff meetings and, and, and be there with you and hold your hand in prayer. So maybe that's what you do need to do. I, I don't know what you need to do. But I know this. We have a God who loves us. A God who, before the foundation of the earth, prepared a plan for you. A God who wants a relationship with you. And it's just as simple as humbling yourself before him and praying and asking him to save you. that's where it all starts. Do what you feel like you need to do. Follow his lead and all will be good. Okay, stand up. Let's sing together. And you do what God leads you to do.